Discover the ins and outs of the oil and gas industry right now with Roy Holly, Kim Bilotto, and Alvin Bailey in the Oil Patch. Brought to you by Shale Magazine and Steer. Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine, sponsored by Steer and the Calic Auto Group. Hi, everybody. I'm Roy Holly, along with Kim Bilotto and Alvin Bailey. We've got a great show for you today. Alvin Bailey has a special edition of Ask the Expert. Kim Bilotto will visit with Omar Garcia, president of Steer, about a very important piece of legislation that Governor Abbott just signed. Plus, you'll have a chance to win a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant. In the Oil Patch starts in 60 seconds. Hi, Alvin Bailey for the good folks at North Park Toyota. Hey, here's some trivia for you. Can you name the only full-size pickup truck that's built in Texas? If you said the Toyota Tundra, you'd be right. Toyota Tundra pulled the space shuttle, so yeah, it can handle your trailer and your boat. Tundra is available in 18 different configurations of six trim levels that can all tow more than five tons. And North Park Toyota is your Tundra headquarters. The number one Tundra dealer in Central and South Texas, and for good reason. The best price, the largest selection, and the best customer service. Come see why North Park Toyota is a four-time winner of the Toyota President's Award for Outstanding Customer Satisfaction. To get to North Park Toyota, take I-35 South to the Foster Road exit and follow the signs. You can call 210-635-5000 or log on to nptoyota.com. North Park Toyota, a proud member of the Kalig Auto Group. Welcome to In the Oil Patch. Kimbalato, you're the publisher of Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine. What is Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine all about? Good evening, Roy. Our publication is really geared at trying to promote economic development between businesses that want to engage in the oil and gas sector, as well as engaging the oil and gas executive and everything in between. And so there's a lot of education that we feel was missing to the general public and the community. And so Shell Magazine not only is an educational magazine in nature, but it also is an economic, hopefully, driver in development for businesses who want to engage. Kim, why is it important to advertise to the oil and gas industry? Well, you know, that's like the million-dollar question that almost every business ask me about and why should they invest in Shell? And I think it's pretty simple. Oil and gas companies really don't engage uh, outside of their sphere that they actually do work in. Time is definitely not on their side in most cases. So the the ability for them to go out and market and network and let them let the general public know what they're looking for in the way of of, uh, commodities is really hard for them to do. It practically is non-existent. And what Shell does is really brings forward to the industry, since we are endorsed by Steer, we have a lot of engagement in oil and gas through procurement, through relationships, through their executives, to bring forth our partners that are advertising in Shell Magazine and really help further growth in uh, the way of increasing their business. What can we expect to see in the current issue of Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine, Kim? Well, this issue, you know, we're a bi-monthly publication, and so this issue is dedicated to helping our readers, which is oil and gas, of course, executives and the community, understand a little bit more about the role of the railroad commissioners, which there are three, and we have a brand new one that was elected, Commissioner Ryan Sitton, and he's an amazing man. He has a really fresh and different perspective on what he believes the role of the railroad commissioner is, and so we decided to put him on the cover 
cover and help everyone understand a little bit more about who he is, his family, and the wonderful person that he is. You're listening to In the Oil Patch, and we'll be back in 60 seconds. Do you know what it takes to be number one? Do you know what it really means to be number one, like number one in the whole United States? Hi, folks. Alvin Bailey here to tell you about Bluebonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram Trucks. They're number one in Ram chassis sales in 2014 for the whole country. And number one sales means number one inventory. With hundreds of Ram chassis available and upfitted from a standard flatbed to mechanic service and crane bodies to accommodate every industry. Whether farming, ranching, construction, plumbing, HVAC, electrical, delivery, hotshot, or even oil and gas. The team at the Bluebonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram Commercial Truck Center has your inventory. Call today for your best deal. Let me give you the phone number. It's 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656 or visit bbdodge.com. The Bluebonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram Commercial Truck Center, 547 South Seguin Avenue in New Braunfels, and a proud member of the Caleg Auto Group. Have you ever wondered what causes the price of gas to fluctuate like it does? It may go up 2 or 3 cents this week, or a nickel, or even 10 or 15 cents in just a week's time. What about oil reserves? Why do we keep so much oil in strategic reserves? Here's Kim Bellotto today with a very special edition of Ask the Expert here on In the Oil Patch. Well, we'd like to welcome In the Oil Patch David Blackman, who is one of our regular contributors for Shell Oil and Gas Business Magazine. David, welcome. Thank you very much. David, can we start with just telling us a little bit about your background and uh, your years of service in oil and gas? Sure. I've been in the industry for 35 years. Um, all of it here in Texas, thank God. I never want to leave Texas. And uh, right. written about uh, public policy and, and other issues impacting the oil and gas industry for about the last 20 years. Okay. Well, you know, we started something new um, on in the oil patch recently, and it's basically trying to gather questions that are out there that the community has. We recently post on Shale Magazine a question that uh, one of the medias had released discussing that the boom was over and what was next. And so we posted it and we received a lot of feedback from our uh, fans. And one of them was from Larry Garcia, who basically asked us, Am I wrong for thinking that gas prices are controlled by large oil refineries and has nothing to do with what's coming out of the Eagle Ford? Additionally, he commented and said, it would be very interesting to get a good answer on what is the billions of dollars made by oil corporations less dependent on OPEC, etc., and all the untapped oil reserves like in Elk Hills, California, which the government will not release and which understandably would keep us going for many years. Okay, well, that's a many-part question. Let's uh, let's start with the oil reserve. Yeah, the oil reserve is a you know it's a strategic reserve that the government is very loath to uh, release, except for in times of a national emergency. In in Elk Hills and other uh, strategic reserves that the federal government operates around the country, uh, we have currently about what would amount to about three months supply for the United States uh, crude oil needs. Uh, you know, we, we, we use in the United States about uh, 20 million barrels of crude oil every day in this country, and the, the entire world uses 92 million. So we, uh, we use about a quarter of all the oil used in, on the face of the earth. Here in this country, and, and you know, uh, when you have a, a three-month reserve, uh, that, that was created 
for national emergencies, and the government tries to reserve it for that. So they, you know, unless you got into a war situation where, uh, uh, you know, our crude oil supplies were interrupted by hostilities from another country, probably you're not going to see that reserve released. And, and even if they did release it, it would have very little impact on the price of gasoline. Uh, mm-hmm. The second one of the second part of the question, or I guess actually the first part of the question was price of gasoline controlled by big refiners. Well, the price of gas, gasoline, probably 80% of what determines the price of gasoline uh, is what is the price of crude oil uh, on the global market, which, you know, even though we produce a lot of oil in the United States, uh, a lot more than we did five years ago. We're still only producing about uh, 60% of what we use on a daily basis. Uh, the rest of it has to come from imports from other countries. And so this is a global commodity. Uh, the price for crude is set on the global market, and that is the great majority of what goes into the price of gasoline. Uh, that's the variable cost that refiners have. Uh, in other words, you know, what is the price of crude each day that's coming into a refinery? And then the refiners also have a set of fixed costs, um, transportation costs, the costs of feedstock for their refineries to run their equipment. You know, uh, electricity costs is a huge cost for, for refiners uh, and really everybody who uh, exists in the oil and gas industry. But basically, as the price of crude oil goes up and down, you're going to see the price of gasoline go up and down. All these other costs are pretty, you know, they're not exactly fixed, but they're pretty static. Um, And then, you know, this time of year, this question always comes up this time of year, though, because gasoline prices do always go up in April and May every year. And the main reason for that is because these refiners, uh, that's the, the time of the year that the refiners have to begin producing summer blends of gasolines. And, and this is all mandated by the Environmental Protection Agency uh, uh, under the Clean Air Act um, as part of trying to clean up the ozone in the air, uh, which, you know, transportation is a large contributor to, to ozone. Uh, the EPA has mandated specific blends of additives be put in to gasoline for specific cities and other parts of the country at different times of the year. In the wintertime, you don't have nearly as many of these different blends uh, because ozone is not nearly the problem in the wintertime as it is in the summertime. But so, so in the winter, prices of gasoline tend to be lower than the summer. But in, in April, they, they have to begin producing you know 19 or 20 winter blends, whereas in the summer, they have to go to producing something around 200 different blends of gasoline that have to be delivered in specific quantities at specific times to specific parts of the country. This greatly increases the cost of refining the product and, as you can imagine, trying to get that all delivered in that way, uh, in the most efficient way, really increases your transportation costs. So we always have a jump up in gasoline prices in the summertime. Uh, this time of year, yeah. Right. Well, uh, one of our other fans on Facebook, Javier Asales, was inquiring on just that when we posted that we're starting to see an uptick in the Eagle Ford Shell. He said, is this the reason why gas prices have steadily risen? And I guess um, listening to you discuss this earlier, it's probably not exactly. It's more of what's happening at summertime all the time, every year after year, to help. Yeah, and... 
Right, and over the last, the other thing that's happened over the last six weeks is the price of crude has gone up from, you know, it's gotten down to like $42 a barrel, and uh, yesterday it closed at about 59 So you've had a significant increase in the price of crude oil that also contributed to that jump up in, in gasoline prices. Well, this is all good news for us. David Blackman, thank you for coming on and answering some questions that um, we've had from some of our listeners. I'd like to encourage you to come back after June when OPEC meets, and maybe you can break down what happened in that meeting and how that will affect us here uh, in Texas in the United States. Would that be all right? Absolutely. I'll come back anytime you want to have me. All righty. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. You're listening to In the Oil Patch. I'm Roy Holly, along with Alvin Bailey and our host, Kim Bellato. We have Omar Garcia, president of Steer, on the telephone. Kim? Hi, Omar. How are you this evening? Good, Kim. Good to uh, be on the show with uh, you and Roy. Appreciate you having me on. Oh, we're excited to have you because um, I asked you to, uh, if you jump on the show and talk to our listeners a little bit about what's just happened with um, a piece of legislation that, that uh, we will ha- we've all been supporting and promoting. Absolutely. So yesterday, the governor signed into law House Bill 40 and Senate Bill 1165. Um, this bill keeps Texas safe and strong. It preserves local authority at the local level and confirms state role in regulation. You know, safe communities and oil and gas activity have coexisted in Texas for more than 100 years. Uh, stringent state and oil and gas regulations protect the environment and allow the oil and gas industry to grow jobs and anchor the Texas economy. HB 40 and SB 1165 keep Texas on the right track. You know, something that, you know, we're getting a lot of questions on, uh, Kim, as you might imagine, and, and Roy, is that, you know, what what level of authority do these cities continue to have? Well, you know, HB 40 and SB 1165 preserves local authority to address residents' concerns related to surface activity. Some of the examples include commercially re- reasonable noise, traffic, lights and siding provisions. So, you know, there's still a lot of control at the local level. What this is saying is that a community can can enact an all-out frack ban in a community. So this is a win-win for both the locals, the residents of Texas, and the oil and gas industry to make sure that the cornerstone industry of this state continues to thrive and produce more and more oil for energy independence. I truly uh, understand the importance of it as well. I like to think that some of the uh Education through the Shell through Shell Magazine and through the Oil Patch Radio Show has helped um, educate the community of how important it is. One of the seminars that we attended, which was the Oil and Gas Awards, um, there was a uh, person there who was the president of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, and I don't know if you remember, but her uh, graphs that she had placed up there showed all the states in the upper New, uh, upper United States, and they had all these you know, to the tune of four, over 400 frack bands. And if we look at how stifled they are with economic development and, and not really being able to frack and everything, it really opened my eyes to see how important it was to understand and get a handle on what was happening here in Texas before it became a state like that. And then there's a lot of litigation going on. And, and quite frankly, you have no winners then. Absolutely. And, you know, Kim and Roy, just to, just to touch on a, a couple of things, you know, about how important the oil and gas industry is to the state. You know, the oil and gas industry supports 40% of the Texas economy. 
That's 40% of the state economy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two million Texans have a job as a result of the oil and gas activity. Uh, Just a couple more stats that I I think are are just phenomenal. Uh, The oil and gas industry paid a record-breaking $15.7 billion. That's billion with a B in state and local taxes and royalties in 2014. Those are directly to fund schools, roads, and essential services. Um, oil and gas production allows Texas and the U.S. to be more energy independent and provides consumers with low energy costs. I mean, this is why this bill is so important. We've got to ensure that this state continues to produce oil in a safe and responsible way, but that we're not bogged down in different uh, regulations, that, that TCEQ and the Railroad Commission re- remain the two main principal government entities that, that control the oil and gas industry in this state. Right. And just to clarify, this bill is not to not have regulatory oversight. It will. It's just limiting it to the actual authorities that always had the control, and it just clarifies it even more. Absolutely. The Railroad Commission and the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality, you know, TCEQ, oversee the oil and gas industry with environmentally sound comprehensive regulations that cover every aspect of the oil and gas activity. We want to make sure that the experts that have controlled this industry for the last several decades continue to be the principal two agencies that regulate this. Well, to go a little bit further on how important it is to continue this and how um, we receive the money that is doled out when oil and gas do well, so does the community. We recently attended a an event in which it was Uh, One of your members made a huge, substantial donation to the city of San Antonio and one of its area nonprofits. And I'd like for you to tell us about that because it really helps all of us understand that oil and gas is not only working towards energy independence that benefits all of us, but it's also making huge investments in the communities that they live, they work in. And San Antonio uh, is a perfect example of one that just received uh, some some pretty a pretty substantial donation. Absolutely, Kim. That, that's that's a that's a great observation. You know, the oil and gas industry, especially the members of Steer, all the members of Steer, place community involvement and community relations is one of their top priorities. Um, they These companies want to be engaged with, with the residents in which they're actively drilling, where they have their operations. And, you know, one example of that is, a uh, still remember, BHP uh, gave a $2.4 million donation to the San Antonio River Authority to Sarah uh, to help fund one of their parks, Confluence Park. Um, this is a park that will be one of their signature parks in Bear County. And this is just one of many examples of how companies have provided lots and lots of financial resources for communities, whether it's um, to the uh, 4-H club, the FFA, to the school districts, put in a new, sco- uh, a new scoreboard, whether it's given money to certain projects um, that are going to enhance the quality of life. These are just numerous examples of what the steer members do to um, help the communities in South Texas where they're having an impact. Exactly. My understanding when I attended the big reveal is that this is actually the only park in the United States that is going to be covering and addressing teaching our young children all about water and water conservation. So we're really excited to see the BHP Pavilion be created and built and look forward to its ability to reach out to children and teach them about water and water conservation. 
Absolutely. You know, water conservation is always top of mind for us. You know, we've been blessed to have lots of rain uh, the last uh, several months, but, you know, we're always being innovative and looking at ways to conserve water and, and certainly BHP's um, commitment uh, to uh, South Texas is just evident with what with the, the donation that they gave the River Authority. Well, Omar, thank you for joining us this evening. And we are going to go ahead and uh, put uh, Don Morgan, who actually interviewed Rod Scuffle, who is the president of BHP Bulletin about this exciting partnership with the San Antonio River Foundation. So thank you for coming in this evening and talking to us. No problem. Thanks, you, Kim. Thanks, Roy. Appreciate it. All right, sir. Your name and title? Uh, my name's Rod Scoffle. I'm uh, the president of North American Shale for BHP Billiton. Tell me about the, uh, your donation today. Well, you know, we got connected to the uh, San Antonio River Foundation and Estelle, you know, probably about a year ago. This project came up, and it just met all the criteria that we're looking for in terms of what to invest in in the community. It, it, it promotes health. It supports the environment. It promotes water conservation. Uh, it's got education. I mean, as we sat there and we looked at it, everything just lined up with what we want to do as a corporation in the communities where we operate, and that's how we ended up getting involved here. It's a big hunk of money, too. Well, you know, again, we've been looking to do something material in the Eagleford. It's it's a core operating area for us. Uh, as a company, we believe in investing in the communities that we operate. We wanted to do something material that impacted a lot of people, and this was the project. So is this the first time you all have invested in something like this? Oh, no. I mean, in the Eagleford, yes. But, I mean, you know, we're helping fund a YMCA in Shreveport. We're helping fund the building of a food bank in Permian. And so we were looking for that type of legacy project in the Eagleford, and, you know, fortunately we ended up finding this. So as a company, we believe in investing in the communities that we operate, and this was a great opportunity for us in the Eagleford. When you saw the plan, was there any tweaking that you asked them to do in order to meet criteria, or was it all set? No, I mean, everything that they do, they've got professionals working at the quality of people they have doing this is just outstanding. We loved the vision. We loved the concept. Uh, for all the reasons I already talked to you about, and so we were all in. Thank you. You know, Kim, the oil and gas industry donates millions of dollars every year to support our local communities. So let's make this the topic of today's trivia question. If you're the first person to email the correct answer to this trivia question to Kim at shalemag.com, you'll win a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant. You are correct, Alvin. And here's today's trivia question. Which oil and gas company did KTSA Don Morgan interview during this program? Please email me your response to Kim, K-Y-M, at shellmag.com. Again, that's Kim, K-Y-M, at shell, S-H-A-L-E, mag.com. Remember, the first correct email wins $75 in a gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant. And we'll be back to In the Oil Patch in just 60 seconds. Hi folks, Alvin Bailey here. You know, I could spend the next 60 seconds telling you how Blue Bonnet Ford sells more Super Duty trucks than any other dealer in South Texas. I could also tell you that Blue Bonnet Ford sells more fleet vehicles than any other Ford dealer in South Texas. I could even tell you about the 13 President's Awards that Blue Bonnet Ford has received, but I'd rather tell you why. Look, it's no secret the oil patch will punish your work trucks day in and day out and even your built ford tough trucks well they need to be serviced too so do you let them sit for weeks at your local dealership or do you call teresa you see blue bonnet ford has teresa 
When you call Teresa, her team will pick up your Ford truck for service and provide you with a 24-hour diagnosis. Most authorized repairs are done and your truck is delivered back to the oil patch in just a few days. That's the Blue Bonnet difference. So don't let downtime cost you thousands. Call Teresa today and keep your fleet working. Here's the number, 210-643-4391. Again, write it down, 210-643-4391, or check us on the web at bbmotors.com. Blue Bonnet Ford, a proud member of the Caleg Auto Group. Hi, Alvin Bailey for the good folks at North Park Toyota. Hey, here's some trivia for you. Can you name the only full-size pickup truck that's built in Texas? If you said the Toyota Tundra, you'd be right. Toyota Tundra pulled the space shuttle, so yeah, it can handle your trailer and your boat. Tundra is available in 18 different configurations of six trim levels that can all tow more than five tons. And North Park Toyota is your Tundra headquarters. The number one Tundra dealer in Central and South Texas, and for good reason. The best price, the largest selection, and the best customer service. Come see why North Park Toyota is a four-time winner of the Toyota President's Award for Outstanding Customer Satisfaction. To get to North Park Toyota, take I-35 South to the Foster Road exit and follow the signs. You can call 210-635-5000 or log on to nptoyota.com. North Park Toyota, a proud member of the Caleg Auto Group. Do you know what it takes to be number one? Do you know what it really means to be number one, like number one in the whole United States? Hi folks, Alvin Bailey here to tell you about Bluebonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram Trucks. They're number one in Ram chassis sales in 2014 for the whole country. And number one sales means number one inventory. With hundreds of Ram chassis available and upfitted from a standard flatbed to mechanic service and crane bodies to accommodate every industry. Whether farming, ranching, construction, plumbing, HVAC, electrical, delivery, hotshot, or even oil and gas, the team at the Bluebonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram Commercial Truck Center has your inventory. Call today for your best deal. Let me give you the phone number. It's 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656 or visit bbdodge.com. The Bluebonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram Commercial Truck Center, 547 South Seguin Avenue in New Braunfels, and a proud member of the Caleg Auto Group. Kim and Alvin, great show today. Where can our listeners find a podcast of today's show? Um, as always, our website, it's shell, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G.com. Again, that's shell, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G.com. Kim, what other content is available on shellmag.com? You can find everything from the podcast to our latest feature to past issues to um, advertisers that are partners with Shell, uh, videos on our cover parties, past cover parties, so you can see what they are like. Um, There is a wealth of information on our website. Well, that about does it for this week's Indie Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine and sponsored by Steer and the Calic Auto Group. For Kim Bolado and Alvin Bailey, I'm Roy Holly. So long. You've been listening to In the Oil Patch with Roy Holly, Kim Bolado, and Alvin Bailey. Brought to you by Shell Magazine and Steer.